And as we know, our key word for this year is advancement. <clears throat> I was having a, a nice little um, brief talk with a sister uh, before service, and I asked her what advancement might mean. Uh, advancement, so I told her what the word advancement meant to me. So we can talk about it in military terms. Advancement is, well, we're encroaching on enemy territory. We are making ground, we're making segue, we are pushing past, we're making progress towards a goal. Um, advancement also means that you've stepped away from something that is old. If you're advancing in your life, uh, that means that stuff back there, you don't go back to that, you go to that, which is new. <clears throat> advancement um, can also mean um, a, a growth. So our advancement that we are going to be keying on this year is going to be advancement, um, spiritual growth, advancement in spiritual life, advancement in personal life, personal affairs, anything that has to do with advancement, that's what we're aiming for, that's what we're holding on to. Um, the subject I want to talk about today is called advancement um, through praise. It's my lifeline. Um, same way a wall can be a lifeline for somebody who's building something. Yeah. It holds them, it protects them. Um, but as the sister also mentioned, a wall can be a hindrance. Yeah. Okay, so you have good walls to protect you, but there are some walls that <laughs> prevent you from um, getting where you need to be. Yeah. On the good side, a wall can keep the bad guy out of your backyard. Uh, we don't have wild animals, we have walls to protect our properties. So depending on which way you look, forward or backwards, for or aft, uh, a wall can be a good thing or a bad thing. So as I was meditating on this word, the, this word wall kept coming up, and that's the reason why I'm going to be talking about walls today. Um, but God has a design for walls. As I'm approached with a new project, it could be three miles long, it could be 300 feet long, it could be 30 miles long. I have to come up with a design. This is what an engineer does. An engineer is approached with a situation. It could be a problem, or it could be just room for improvement. And I think everybody here can stand for a little bit of room of improvement. I know I can. But God has a design. So if your wall is a hindrance, God's got a design. He's got a plan for that. But if your wall is to protect you, God has a design for that. The wall that designs, that protects us, is the word of God. It builds up a wall around your heart to protect it from being vulnerable, around your mind, around your spirit, from being able to be permeable. We don't want our heart to be permeable, only when we need to be saturated with God. Okay? I'm going to read um, out of the book of Joshua, but before we do, if you don't mind, I'd like to just say a word of prayer as we begin. Father God, Lord. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning, the end. You know every single strand of hair on our body. You are powerful. You are omnipotent. You are loving. You are tender. You love your children. Father God, we love you as our Father. Thank you for sending your Son for our salvation, for our loved ones, for ourselves, Lord. We thank you in advance for our healings. We thank you in advance for our advancement. We thank you in advance for the things that you will um, lay foundation for. We thank you in advance for the things that you're going to do here at ASAT. We thank you in advance for the things 
that our pillars, our church leaders, the people who walk out of here uh, will advance in the city. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can bring up the verse, Joshua 6. Uh, I'm not going to read the entire segment, but um, as I came up with um, some topics to talk about, um, a very, very popular or a very, very common story we talk about is the walls of Jericho. And this is where um, Joshua 6 comes into play. I'm not going to read 1 through 20, but I'm going to read, paraphrase. This is out of the New King James Version. Um, if we've got any apparatus or tools um, or scripture, we have it on screen. You can bring it up. This is, uh, I think in Vietnamese, we say, you'll sway, or you'll say. Uh, okay, anyways, I haven't done that in a while, so I say it kind of felt good that um, I also want to give thanks to my parents uh, who are here. Um, they always come to support me. Um, they are uh, a key to my advancement. So thank you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. So there are sometimes uh, some instances in our life, um, no matter what God has already spoken, promises and truth of us, things come in our way. It's just the way it is. I wish I could say that it won't come. It's never going to come. You're always going to be perfect. Everything's going to be so sweet, so smooth, um, without obstacles, without frustrations, without uh, any type of hindrances. But that's not the way it is. The Word of God says, um, in this life, you will have troubles. But basically, do not fret. Do not worry. I have already overcome. I have already overcome. So all these things were laid or laid in advance for his children. Generation after generation, believer after believer, God's word has laid advanced way for us to make progress. So if you wouldn't mind, we'll read from, um, I'll paraphrase from verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. In verse 3, you shall march around the city, all of you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. In verse 5. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you bear, hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. I love that part where it says, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. So as I... Uh, prefaced where I started off talking about the work that I do, and I design walls. But back in the day, these walls were pretty significant. Uh, we're talking 20, 22, 24, 25 feet walls of pretty solid rock. Uh, they didn't have ready mix. They, you couldn't have Home Depot to bring in your cement and mix it with a couple of gallons of water. This was pretty dense uh, material. I had some specs here, 20 to 25 feet, eight foot thick walls, double, triple gates. This is what would surround a city to keep out those who are not allowed to come in. 
But on the same sense, those who wanted to come out had to go through those walls to get to the outside. So this story was about um, the Israelites who had been lost. That's the, the quickest and the shortest way I could say it. Wandering in the desert for 40 years, walking around the city. The promised land was in sight. It was nearby. They could almost taste. They could almost hear. They could almost feel the promised land. But something just kept preventing them from getting all the way through, through the gates. You couldn't text somebody. You couldn't put the digital code in, say, open sesame, and everything comes in. There was a process that they had to go through. Um, and this is where God comes into play in our life. There's a process for everything in our lives. And there's a reason for everything in our lives. Sometimes we don't like the reasonings, and sometimes we don't like the process. But you have to wait. You have to be patient. It also says, the word of God says, his ways, um, your ways are not my ways. His ways are not our ways. He knows, he knows better how to do this thing we call life better than we know how to do it. Trust me. Um, so as Joshua and the children of Israel were on this quest to gain um, the promised land, this was promised to them. And we already know that God does not go back on his promise. He never does. He never has. He never will. But the process of it was in order to get there, they had to, come, um, they had to overcome obstacles uh, in their way. So as these walls were being built back in the day, as these walls are being built today, um, I kind of related to that. You know, how many of us or how many of you or how many out there have some type of wall in your way? Small wall or a big wall? Uh, something that we can overcome on our own, something that we have easily overcome in the past or something that is constantly coming back into our lives. Something that we just don't have control over. We don't have the energy. We don't have the uh, wherewithal. We don't have the knowledge. We don't have the wisdom to surpass every single wall that we're going to come to. But rest assured, there's a lesson behind each wall. There is a lesson to be gained behind each wall. So these barriers or these obstacles or these hindrances or the unbelief or the unfaithful or the sinful um, of the struggling nature of things that we as humans come through, these are walls. Whether we like them or not, we, have, we can have walls. There's nothing wrong with walls, we just need a design. We just need a plan. I'm gonna talk about that. So how do we get ourselves into position to receive um, what God desires for you? God desired the Israelites to gain the promised land, but he also desired them to understand how to get there. And the way was through Jesus Christ. It was about faith. It was about a battle. Uh, it could have been an inner battle. It could have been a spiritual battle. It could have been a physical battle. It could have been a mental battle. If you have disbelief or you have unbelief in your life, if you have sin in your life, if you have priorities in your life that don't say, God, you are my first, not my last. I try not to pray to God at the end of the day because that's the end of the day. I have zero energy left for him. Why would I do that? First breath, first eye open. Thank you, Lord. I got another day. We start, he finishes. He is the author, is he not? He created us. There's a lot of miracles that God does. We'll go over those and everybody will be able to relate one way. I am only wishing and hoping and praying that this message just doesn't come one way. It's, it's, it's a one way delivery, but 10 deliveries, 27 deliveries here. 
How many deliveries out there? Who knows? Verse 2, it says, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. The word see is my first point. It has to do with our spiritual vision. If you cannot see where you are going, how can you get there? So you're there, it's not my there. You're there, it's not my there. I'm going there, you're going to ask, where are you going? Well, I'm taking my route to get, or my family to get there, but it's not going to be for your route. It's not going to be for your family to get there. So in order to get to there, you have to be able to see where you're going. That's a vision, that's a plan. But I'm not also talking about seeing physically. I'm also talking about seeing spiritually, two different things. And as believers, we hold dear to our heart the ability to see things in a spiritual way. We live in a very chaotic world sometimes. Um, Sometimes it's very busy, sometimes it's very distracting. But spiritually, we should keep our eyes on the Lord. He knows every single direction that we need to go. I once preached about a story that God was our GPS. Remember God's perfect solutions? Um, He knows everything. And until we get to the point where we ask and he can tell us directly what it is or where we need to go, we just need to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. So how can we get there if we can't see the way? So he's not asking... um, the word see in verse 2, it says, see, I have given into thy hand Jericho. It's not asking Joshua to, to look with his eyeballs. Okay? He's asking God to spiritually, asking Joshua to spiritually see. Spiritually see. Not by your own reasoning, by God's reasoning. Okay? Not with your eyes, with God's eyes. Not by your plan and your desires, by God's plan and God's desires. The two seas are different. And speaking of seas, there was a sea that was parted uh, in the Bible, a very famous sea. God is powerful enough to part seas. What stands in your way that he can't take care of for you? <clears throat> in Psalm 121.1, it says, Lift our eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. That's awesome. That's the plan. There was a plan to have a verse in God's holy book for every situation that you would come. When you can't see, you lift your eyes up, okay? When you don't know where to go, you lift your voice up. So I'm starting to get warmed up. I'm about to get uh, into where we need to go today. I promise I won't be long, but I'm just really excited. Just, Just take my time and give you the message, just the way I believe God is just telling me to give a message. I kid you not, I have four pages of notes, four and a half pages of notes. Uh, Pastor Lum always says, tone it down, keep it simple, break it down to one sheet of paper. Um, Because I I like to think, um, by trade, I have to think very methodically, but sometimes it just needs to be simple. Keep it simple. God, show me the way. God, I have lost my way. Help me back to your way. God, I don't know what to do. Tell me what I need to do. It is just as simple as that. Um, When in certain circumstances uh, dictate, you can ask God, send me somebody to share me the message that I seem to not be able to get. And a part of my um, personal testimony was 
when I could not answer or could not get an answer from God. And I prayed desperately. Tears would roll down my face. Um, I just could not receive a word. And I knew that he had an answer. If anybody had an answer, it would, would have been God. Um, my parents did the best. Uh, my friends did the best. My preachers, my pastors, my mentors, they did the best. But I was not just satisfied with what that was given to me. I wanted a, a direct answer from God. And he just kept telling me to wait, 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 wait. My human side wanted uh, instant gratification, instant answer, but God said, you're not ready. I'm telling you to wait. There's a reason you wait. If you think ahead of God, you're selfishly saying that, God, I don't really need you. I only need you when I need you. But if it's something I can handle, don't worry about it. You know, I got this. It doesn't work like that. Um, my mom and I used to have this saying that if we gave God 100%, then why do we only give him 99.9%? That 0.1% says, I'm okay. I can, I can do a little bit of this. You just do the hard stuff, and I'll take care of the easy stuff. I got this. And then we find ourselves behind the wall again. And this wall keeps reappearing, this wall of disbelief, this unbelief, this unanswered prayer, this pain, this illness, um, would never be able to testify, never give a testimony um, if I stand in front of God and just say, God's my, my backup. Can't do that. It just doesn't work that well. Um, your faith takes action. Okay? These are all testaments of faith. These are all shows of faith, your faith. Your action dictates a lot of what is inside. How you speak, how you walk, how you talk, is usually a very good reflection of what goes on inside. Um, if you've got a lot of hurt, people can see that. If you've got a lot of hate, people can see that too. But if you've got a lot of joy, oh, people can see it. It's, it's contagious, and it's a good contagious. I'm not talking about hand, foot, and mouth. I'm not talking about corona. I'm not talking about it's contagious in a great way because somebody needs that word of encouragement. Somebody can use uh, an uplift uh, in their spirit. Somebody can use a phone call. Somebody can use a text. That's how contagious it is. So how you walk and how you talk is a great reflection. It takes action. Um, your faith takes action. So God is asking Joshua um, to have faith because he knew about the promises that were promised to him, even generations, but miracles one by one would pass by, story after story, journey after journey. But he did not still see the direct way into the promised land. In the same sense, God told me to wait. Maybe Joshua wasn't ready uh, to go in. Who would he give the glory to? You know, who, who would he have said that won this battle for him? God sometimes makes us wait sometimes years, unfortunately, for certain things. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Um, you would probably expect that um, when God told uh, this group of people to continue marching around this land, but it's right there, God. Why would I keep marching? Why do I spend more energy? Why, do I, why am I anguishing? Why am I suffering? It's not 
Southern California cool out there in the desert, I'm sure. Um, it's not comfortable walking in desert lands, I'm sure. Um, maybe stocks of food and water are running low. I'm sure they're not very comfortable, but God continued to ask them to circle this land. And we had to wait. We had to see through the verse what had happened. So when God tells you to wait, your reaction is to do what? I ask why. That's the first thing I would do is ask why. Why, God? And then you don't hear anything. And that's sometimes the unfortunate thing about it. But, but God, I, I listen to you. I pray to you. I sing to you. I, you know, I meditate. I, do, I go to church. I try to be, I give my tithes. I give 10. I give 12. I give 15%. I give as much as I can. But where's my answered prayer? I've been asking. I've been believing. And then God tells you to wait. Waiting is no fun. I know uh, uh, my family and my wife and my kids can probably testify. I'm not the most patient person. I like instant gratification. I like instant results. Um, in, my in my work, when I design something, I can run the analysis, and it says either that direction or that connection is going to fail, or it's green light. It's good to go. Good to go means I can finish my work. Company gets paid. I get a blessing. <clears throat> Sometimes God allows us to go through a, a trial of tribulation purposefully so that we can wait. And they're waiting, there's a lesson behind it. But sometimes we're waiting by our own cause. And what I mean is sometimes we're just more comfortable with an old thing rather than anticipating on what God is going to take us to a new thing. That wall is you in that scenario. The wall is the wall that you created. The life or the wall that you're standing behind now, you can peer over the wall. It's not that high, but you know what's on the other side. And then there are some walls that you can, it just goes up to heaven and you can't see it past. Sometimes the wall that we prevent are the ones that prevent us from seeing a new thing. This is the wall that says you have to have your faith work itself out into an action. Step away from the known and allow yourself to go forward into the unknown. Okay, God, God is the known. The unknown is your future. God won't tell you your future completely because you're going to miss out on all the happenings along the way. You're going to miss out on all the lessons. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't always like to just learn lessons. I like to experience blessings too. But they kind of go hand in hand. Blessings always say it's usually a positive thing. Um, lessons, not necessarily. You have to have learned something. You might have had to go through something that's not so comfortable for you to have a lesson, and then the blessing becomes behind the lesson. And just as Abram had given um, his tenth or his tithe uh, in response to his blessing, um, he didn't just give it just to, to say, God, in exchange for a blessing, can I give you a tenth? He said, God, you're awesome. Here's my tenth. Oh, and thank you for my blessing. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. It's your heart. Um, you have to step away from the unknown and allow God to take you into the unknown. It's like a roller coaster ride. When it's cruising down and it's in the lowest of the valleys and you're comfortable, God's hand in hand with you, it's comfortable. You're in a safe place. It's no big deal. But as you climb an obstacle, as that roller coaster is starting to 
trek all the way. And I know everybody who's been on a roller coaster knows that every time it makes that loud clink, it's about five feet. And then another clink, now you're 10 feet. Then another, and you can anticipate there's gonna be a peak, there's gonna be a climax. And as soon as you get to the top and you're out standing with your friend in the roller coaster, but you're actually standing hand in hand with God on the top of this peak, God says, are you ready for this ride? It's gonna be the ride of your life. Hang on to me, it's gonna be a blast, and at the end, you'll see the blessing. Okay, so there are highs and there are lows. There are valleys and there are peaks in our life. But if my partner or my riding mate is God, I surrender to that. It's gonna be a heck of a ride. 2020 is advancement time. I'm kind of tired of being back in the old stuff. I'm excited to see the new stuff. Um, the old is comfortable, and the new may challenge us. The new might be a struggle. We might have to adapt to something new, but uh, advancement is not a bad thing at all. So how do we um, get this advancement? Um, one of the ways that I can talk about advancement in this uh, context is we praise God, but praise him in advance. Not in response. So as we lift our praises up, guess what falls down? The walls. Okay. The story here, um, Joshua says that, so where is this? Bring up verse 5 again. Ah. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with a ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. A few things to point out from that segment was the horn and the trumpet. And the reason why I'm bringing those two apparatus up was uh, I had previously mentioned that an advancement uh, on a military uh, standpoint was to gain ground um, across our enemy. And we live in a world that does have enemies all around us, but we also um, follow behind a conqueror. We also follow behind a creator. Um, we also are susceptible to sometimes hardships and um, temptations of things that can really put a wreak havoc on you. Um, Got to stand firm on that one. So as our shouts go up, the walls fall down flat. Verse 5 says the word flat. It also says that it doesn't come flat until the trumpet is sounded. Okay? This is not a battle cry. Okay? There's a word battle there that keeps coming up to me. Um, I'm going to explain what the word battle means in this context. But this trumpet is a, a triumphant trumpet. Okay? This is a... Um, after the flag bearers are, are walking out, um, either after a victory, they usually or into battle, um, the first people don't even hold weapons. The first people are banner, bannermen. Um, the second line of people are usually horns, trumpets, um, rams, uh, rams horns and trumpets. Trumpets signify uh, a victory. And as Joshua and his group were traveling and walking around the desert, and the horn was supposed to be sounded 
on the seventh day, in the seventh time, seventh lap around this promised land, this horn was to signify triumph, victory, because the battle belongs to the Lord. Okay? We all know the song, the battle belongs to the Lord, because if we were to continuously believe that we go into war on our own, we're going to fail miserably. Okay? The battle belongs to the Lord. If we are fighting something internally, we can pray and we can believe on our own strength that it's going to go away, but it's not by our strength. It's God's might and God's strength. The battle belongs to the Lord. When we are heartbroken, when we are suffering, when we are um, in pain, um, when we are desiring something for our own hearts and we struggle to believe that it's not coming, God says, wait, the battle belongs to me. You don't fight the battles. But believe me, I fight the battles for you. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord because God is omnipotent. I mean, he's ever so powerful. There's nothing that he can't handle. There are miracles and signs and wonders all throughout the word of God that dictate that. Why would we create our own walls to prevent um, the victory to come into our hands? It takes faith. This is God's design. We have to act out our faith. We have to allow it to be in action. Did God not make light from darkness? Did he not allow the blind man, blind woman to see? The leper to be healed? Did he not create order from chaos? Did he not bring hearing to the deaf person? Did he not break 38 years of infirmity for healing? Did he not bring the paralyzed person, allow him to stand? Did he not part that Red Sea? Did he not number the hairs, or does he not know the number of hairs? Even when I pluck one after a haircut, that's stray. He already knew that I was going to do that, but he still knows how many I have left. Okay? And I'm still praying for more black, but this is what I get, and I'm okay with that. Did he not give us Jesus Christ? our Lord and Savior? Did he not allow Jesus Christ to come back to life after three days of being buried? God is so powerful. Why would we want to stand in front of him? That personal wall, don't allow it to erect and resurrect. If it is a wall, God, the battle belongs to you. Help me tear down that wall becomes, before it becomes a hindrance. <clears throat> the reason why I mentioned all those signs and wonders, sometimes we forget that God can handle all those things. So why do we worry? Why do we stress? Why do we lay awake at night thinking, what am I gonna do? There were times when I had to ask for $5 to get gas to go to church. I got it because God had made a way. He, know, he knew I needed to get to church. My mom gave me that five bucks because she knew that I need to get to church, okay, and asked for it. So God had taken me from a, a place just like this, out of a dark place into a light place, out of the miry clay, as they say sometimes. When you are so thick and so held down by something, the battle belongs to the Lord. He breaks those chains. He breaks every yoke that is too heavy for us to even carry. His burden, the burden is light. It's light to him because he can hold it. I can't hold it. My shoulders, not so wide. His shoulders very wide 
And thank God that they're wired and they're very, very strong. Psalm 37, 4 says, God has told us that he will give us the desires of our hearts. He told us that he would never leave us or forsake us. He has told us that our, he is our strength in our refuge. He also says in the word of God that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God wants to do a new thing. But if we stand in line and we stand in the way, we can't get to that new thing. And that new thing is better than what we already know as the old thing. Step away from the known and allow God to take you into the unknown. Promise you it'll be the right of your life because the battle belongs to the Lord. <clears throat> it also says that um, there's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. Because greater is he in the world, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if God be for you, who can be against you? These are promises. God doesn't break promises. We, we sung about it. We sang about it. When he says something, it's, it's legit. You can take it to the bank. You see the blessings flow into your bank when you believe and you walk it out and you really, really know that the battle has already been won. But there are times. There are times when you can walk it out and there are times when you can just harvest and, and just bask in the glory of blessings. How do we bring our walls down? You praise him in advance to bring down the walls. We don't praise God only when the blessings come. Okay, the blessings don't always come back to back to back to back. It, it, I don't think it does. Okay, we're gonna face some challenges along the way, but God says, "Don't worry, I got this." So as you praise Him in advance, meaning you you know that you're gonna experience something, or your spirit tells you you're gonna encounter something. Your life and your eyes and your heart says, I'm waiting on something. Or you're already experiencing something. You already know that victory is won for you because the battle belongs to him. Verse 17 of that same segment says, on that seventh time, the priests let out a blast on the trumpets. The trumpets are victory. Joshua did not gain access to the promised land before the, after the trumpets. The trumpets sounded. The victory was already his before he even gained access to it. So there's pretty something pretty um, significant about these trumpets. They weren't about battle. I mentioned that. Um, it was about victory. It was already a victory. We're already celebrating. So as you praise God in advance, you're already giving him the credit, his due credit for victories that you are waiting for. And then when you are ready to walk through and gain and receive those blessings, it was already there. It's almost like a a store pile. It's almost like a, a storehouse or a warehouse that's already been stored up blessings. This one's for me. This one's for you. This one's for Pastor Marianne. This one's for Pastor Jay. This one's for Sister Amanda. This one's for Sister Jean. But until we're ready to receive them, the battle belongs to him. He's already bought. He's already fought. Blood has been spilled for the healing. Blood has been spilled for the blessing. Blood has already been spilled for the victory. And as we said that God makes good on all his promises, the fact that we would have a mentality or an attitude that says we're going to praise him in advance because he just deserves it. Okay? Has he not given you 
that breath, that first breath. Praise him in advance. Thank you, Lord, for the things that I'm going to be able to do today. Thank you for the things I'm, I'm going to be able to um, encounter today for a blessing that I'm going to be able to bless somebody with. You praise God in advance. He honors you with victories. And it's not an exchange. It's not an even exchange. It's never going to be even. We can't ever give God more than what we deserve because he's always going to give us more because he loves us just like that. So as our walls are symbolic of you know, barriers and obstacles and limitations, unbelief, sin, uh, baggage, bondage, God has a design for it. He's battled for you. He's broken for you. He's bled for you. The battle belongs to him. The funny quote that I read um, as I was doing my research, it says, your deliverance is in your praise. It's pretty powerful. Your deliverance is in your praise. How you speak, basically, in response to what you've gone through shows or gives credit to where and how you were delivered. I personally have been delivered many times over. But a very, very significant deliverance of mine um, happened to be around... Uh, I guess a little bit over 10 years ago. And I speak of this often because I can never forget um, this time of my life. It was the darkest, but it was the brightest days of my life. Okay? It was the happiest and it was the saddest days of my life. But I was delivered. That's all that matters. Okay? It doesn't matter how you get there, just get there. Five bucks, that's all it took. Just get to the church. And so I did. God did the rest. I just hung on as that roller coaster was flying down the chute and going through all these loops, I'm hanging on the back as if I just, as, as long as I could just hold on to Jesus' cloak or his garment, I knew that as long as I just hang on, I'll get to the end. And the roller coaster will be over, but you just go across the walkway for the next roller coaster in your life. The ups and downs are okay, okay? It was purposely done like that. I wanted to say, um, talk briefly about my deliverance because when I spoke and when I asked God for an answer, and a lot of it was just why, 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 uh, I didn't know that it was um, my selfless nature to get an answer for my problem. Did you guys get that? I kept asking God, how come, why? Why did, why did I go through that? Why did, I, why did you allow me to do that? It was just why, 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 but all that points back to me. It has nothing to do with him. The only thing was I knew that he had an answer. And he also told me, basically, he didn't really tell me. I just had to sort of just walk out that process. I, he was quiet for a long time. And sometimes I became bitter, and I cried more. I said, God, I'm getting very frustrated. You know, I need an answer. I don't know what to do. I'm lost, but I know I can find my way back to you. Uh, I know you can hear me, but how come you won't respond to me? And all that me, 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 and I, I, I. And then it become, became more quiet. Until one day, a brother told me, stop asking. Start showing him. Okay, stop asking. Not like I was being a, like a spoiled toddler or, you know, can we please have some candy? Can we please eat french fries? Can we please do this? You know, sometimes we just need to stop asking and just wait for God to say, french fries are not always good for you. Okay? <laughs> Candy's not always great for you. God told me, when you believe that I am your answer, I have an answer. I've always had an answer for you. But if you would stop talking and you could hear my answer, I couldn't hear his answer. So a brother in the church said, why don't you pick up your violin again? I gave it up for years. 
I was so tormented by my own personal life that I forgot that God gave me a gift to use my fingers and use my mouthpiece, not to ask why, 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 but to say, God, 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 love on me. God, 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 what can I do next? God, 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 where's my blessing? You know, it was a praise. It was had to do with my praise or my inability to praise. So when you can't speak, open up your mouth and just let out a song. If you're an instrumentalist or if, you're, uh, if you know how to play something, when you can't speak, if you lose your voice, let your fingers do the moving. And those who don't sing well or don't know how to play an instrument, let your feet do the talking. I know some people who can dance for the Lord like no other. Okay? It's about what you do in advance. Praise God in advance. He's got an answer for you. Hang on for the answer. The answer will come. So you praise him before the troubles come because if you praise him after, uh, it's not as <clears throat> significant as you praise. When you, when you have praised God in advance, you have come to a, a mature point uh, in your spiritual life because you know that whatever happens, God's got my back. No matter what happens, battle always belongs to him. But when you praise him in advance, you, have always, you are building up a sort of a shield. You're building a wall of protection. When you praise God after something bad has happened or because in response, it, it's not a bad thing, but I believe God is more pleased with us when we praise him in advance because your troubles are not going to last forever. So if you only praise God after your troubles, well, what happens when you don't have troubles? Will you not praise God? Okay. We praise God in advance because, number one, he loves it. He loves to hear his children speak and cry out to him. Give, him, give love on him as he has already given love on us. <clears throat> because your troubles don't last forever, we do need to have a wall of protection. We need to guard our heart. We need to guard our mind. We need to guard our eyes. So as we see things uh, less carnally and we see things more spiritually, we should always have a level of protection around us. Um, those protections can be your, your loved ones, your family members. But most importantly, it's your heart. Your heart is guarded uh, only by the protection that you put on it. So as you filter in new words of scripture every day, as you filter in new words of prayer and God gives you new promises of day, you download those and you put those into your own hard drive and you said, I receive these in advance. I praise you in advance because I know one day I'm going to come back to these words, these verses. I'm going to be able to lean on him uh, when I need him the most. You know, praise is man's highest duty and God's greatest joy. When I saw that, I'm like, that's absolutely true. He loves to hear his children sing praises. It brings him the greatest joy to see his children, just as I see my kids. Okay, it's awesome to just hear my name when they when I when I open the door after a long day. He, they just have to say dad. Sometimes it's you know full of mouth food and hands are dirty, but as long as I I, I hear my name and I acknowledge me, oh, it brings me such great joy. And I'm just I'm just Danny. I'm just a guy. Imagine what God the creator, imagine the God who had so many children, imagine God who knows everything that's ever happened, everything that's gonna happen, everything that will happen. Imagine when he hears the voices of his children uh, call out his name and give him praise. And it's our job to testify. If we don't testify, how are people going to know? How are the lost gonna be found? How are the, heal uh, how are the sick gonna ever get healed? If we don't testify, uh, we do an injustice to, to what we call ourselves Christian. 
you know, to be Christ-like, well, we have to either show it, we have to say it, we can tell it. That's our best testimony. Uh, my last one for today, and I'll start uh, winding things down, is um, as you all know that I'm standing here without crutches. Um, many of you guys know that um, I had a, a pretty bad accident um, last fall. And when that happened, I was pretty devastated. I, I thought to be uh, pretty active. I was trying to take care of myself. Um, and in some haste and maybe some clumsiness, uh, I badly injured my leg. Uh, it was broken in four places. Well, one bone was broken in four places. The most devastating part was um, doctors, um, specialists, people who know these things more than I do, telling me that it's going to be a long recovery, probably three to six months, probably total time. We have a, uh, a PT in the house, and she's, she's like, yeah, it's not really a good injury to have if there's any good injury. Uh, but I was not um, so sad about that. I knew that that was God's way of telling me, you need to slow things down a little bit. You need to not be so busy. Uh, you need to be, always be in a rush. My wife reminds me that you don't get to work out after 9 p.m. anymore. Um, <laughs> things happen uh, when you rush. Things happen when you um, don't have enough time to prepare a good way for yourself. Uh, but I wanted to say that part of my testimony was, I think it was about seven or eight weeks when I um, took my first step sort of without my crutches here. And I walked across the stage, and Marianne's just like, I can't believe you did that. But... Uh, it was a testimony. I had taken or I had done PT all throughout the week, weeks prior to that. And God said, do it. You have faith? I said, yes. I was standing next to Pastor Lam. And I only was supposed to just take the offering or do something, close out the worship session. He just kept whispering into my ear, just do it. Not for you, for me. Meaning God. Testify. Add it to your resume of testimonies. Have I not taken you? Have I not brought you out of you know, where you had come from? Didn't I take you from the known into the unknown? And all these stories kept coming out to me. But I walked across the stage. It didn't feel 100% comfortable, but I walked out. I almost imagined that this was water, and I was walking on water. It took that much faith to know that I wasn't going to buckle. I let my crutches stay there, and I walked slowly and carefully across the stage. And I even, I think I did some of these um, just to prove to myself that, yes, God is a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a battler. He fights for us every single day. We ought to praise him. And why not give him the best praise in advance of the things that he's going to do? This is how he's going to be happy for us. As we start to close, uh, Pastor Jay, just, just, just give us something, some of that good stuff. Um, when we praise him in advance, our Father's so pleased with us because that's all he wants to do is hear his voice. You can't bring him enough joy. You can't bring him um, offerings, burnt offerings, anything, so much more that he'd be so satisfied with what you bring. Um, somebody needs to give God a shout of praise this week. Okay? No matter what you're going through, God's got a design for that. I guarantee you he has a design for that. So as we develop our spiritual vision and we put action to our faith, we give God advanced praise and you give him the praise by praising him in advance. This is the formula of advancement. This is how we're going to make steps forward and not steps backwards. This is how we're going to walk into victory. 
this is how we're going to gain our new worship center. When we stand hand in hand and we believe that God, advancement is for us because you've battled for us. You've made that way for us. God is so awesome. We're going to have to give God praise to a different level. If you want newness, you got to do things new. You can't just want newness and just keep doing things the old way. If it hasn't worked in the past, what's the risk in letting it go? It can only get better from here. But it takes faith. And you never have to wait till the battle's over. You praise through the beginning of the battle, when you start struggling, when you have lack, when you are asking for something and you haven't seen the result yet, you keep on praising. It's coming. It's coming. You just might have to wait. My weight is going to be different from your weight. <clears throat> and I know that as we start our new week, everybody starts their new work week. Take a little bit of what I do. Put some time aside. Push things to the side. And just ask God for a new thing this week. A new way to praise Him. A new song to praise Him. And just ask Him, I'm waiting for advancement, God. Show me how to get to my advancement. When we do that and we praise God and our God is so uh, overwhelmed with joy, we actually are battling our own battles, meaning like we're defeating the enemy on our own. The battle belongs to us, but before the enemy can get to us, we've just fortified the walls of our own lives. We have just guarded our hearts just a little bit more because the battle belongs to him. So as you uh, allows, uh, allow your praise um, to be lifted up, the walls are going to fall down. Okay? But as you allow your praises to be lifted up, the walls that protect us get harder and stronger. And that's advancement.